Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Matthew chapter 7. Last Sunday we talked about authority, and I may continue doing that on Wednesday, this Wednesday night. But I'm going to jump to something different today. I want to talk to you about this, about how, about, let's, the title of it would be Keeping Your Life Together. Thank you for excitement. Praise God. You say, well, Pastor, my life's all together, and so I don't need this message, so I think I'll sleep for a while if you don't mind. No, I'll wake you up. Praise God. You need this message. Amen. Keeping your life together. You know, uh, my, my father, Phyllis's father, her, they were railroaders, you know. You ever seen a, a derailment? How many know what a derailment is? You know, it's where the train, get off, cars get off the track. Well, those cars aren't meant to run out there in that dirt. They don't, they don't do well. They, they're meant to be on the tracks. That's the way with our life, you know. Our life's meant to be, on, be in the will of God. Amen. And it doesn't do well outside the will of God. And it's like a derailment, you know. And, and a funny story. Her, you know, we had a lot in common before we ever knew one another. Her dad and my dad worked together on the railroad. They both had the same kind of job. They were called operators. They were like... Uh, you, well, you would, like in, uh, in the airlines, you would call air traffic controllers, and they control the train traffic instead of air, airline traffic. And so her dad did that job one shift. My dad did it another shift. So they knew one another, you know. A real funny story, if you haven't heard it, one time my dad was working the night shift, and he released a train to take off down the track. And the, the engineer called back a little bit later and said, Joe, I thought you said this track was clear. He says, well, uh, yeah. He says, uh, there's a train coming right at me. My dad said, well, it's not supposed to be there. He said, well, it's coming right at me. It turned out it was her dad driving down the railroad tracks in his car with a headlight out. He would, he would do things like that and other things he would do, too. There was a guy there in the office one time. He, he brought a banana every, every day to, to work, every day. And so her, her dad one time got a hold of it, and he took a a razor blade and cut it open and pulled the banana out and stuck a carrot in it, then super glued it back together. So he, he would do things like that. We, you know, she lived on Main Street. We did for a while, I'm sure, uh, there in Petersburg. And uh, I'm sure there was a time when she rode her bike by and saw me out there playing and probably said, what a brat. And then we married. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We didn't know one another in school, you know, and all, and, but the, we were close there in that same community and all. And, uh, you know, she asked me to marry her and was real persistent about it. And one day I accepted. And uh, the rest is history. Praise God. Amen. You found the, let's get in the Bible. How do you say that? Where there's some truth, right? Matthew 7. Look with me at verse 21. The Bible says, not, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So, I mean, it's pretty important that we do the will of God, right? You know, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not just enough to mouth, Lord. I mean, you've got to do the will of God, right? That's what he's saying, right? You know, if we could just find a book somewhere, just, just some place on this earth, that had the will of God in it. If we could just find one. You know, one that addressed some of the subject that we face today, like a book that might tell us how many genders there are. 
you know, whether we should lie, chill, and cheat, you know, or maybe how a book that, you know, would tell us about how to, a marriage should go, how we should conduct ourselves in a marriage or a family, or, you know, just a book like that. You know, and, and then wrap it in leather and then make it available for the general public. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing where we could know the will of God, all these hot-button issues we're facing today that nobody seems to have the answer to? Wouldn't it be great if we had a book that told us the answers to all those things? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, how about the Bible? I mean, this is the the will of God, right? And it addresses all these issues we're facing today, you know, and so forth that we're looking at. It addresses them all. But, 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 you know, listen, Jesus said, not everybody that calls me Lord is going to enter in. So it takes more than just lip service, doesn't it? We, we have to do the will of God. Amen. We have to be doers of the will of God, right? All right. Now, now so, so what is the will of God? Well, we know the will of God. How many know the will of God is, is this book right here, right? In the, you know, and, and, you know, there's things, of course, you know, there's things, of course, in life that maybe we don't, the Bible doesn't, doesn't tell us the will of God on, but the Holy Spirit can tell us. You know, the Bible doesn't tell you. The Bible didn't, the Bible didn't tell me, uh, go, go thou and marry Phyllis. It didn't say that. But how many know the Holy Spirit would know? And, and, and you know, there's a scripture in the, in the we, we're not going to look at today probably, but First John says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, how are we going to know his will? Well, it's right here, isn't it? So... You know, and I mean, you know, some things, I mean, you know, have, have you ever prayed for something and then it, it didn't come to pass and then later on you were glad, I'm glad that didn't come to pass. You're right. I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't the will of God for your life. You know, have you, like for instance, let's say when you were in high school, uh, uh, you know, did you ladies ever have a guy you wanted to marry in high school? Maybe you just wanted to marry him. Huh? Or, 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 or you guys a girl, you know, I got it right. Guy, girl, girl, guy. And you wanted to marry them and you prayed God, just let me marry them. And it didn't come to pass. And then 20 years later, you went to your high school reunion, and you're like, thank you, Jesus, it did not come to pass. Because <laughs> they didn't age well. You're thinking, oh. See, God sometimes, how I many know sometimes there's things in our life we think we want, but God knows what's best. But yet, yet that, there, that, that, there's the promises of God. Amen. <laughs> We kind of got stuck there. The, there's the promises of God. How I many know? We know what they're yes and amen. So we can go to prayer knowing the will of God. Amen. So he says here, not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, uh, shall enter into the kingdom of God, but he that does the will of my Father, which is heaven. Look, look at this, verse 22. Many will say in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And have we not cast out devils or demons in your name? And have done many wonderful works, and then I will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Well, what's this talking about? Well, did you know you could, um, you could, you could at one time serve God and be right, and then stop doing His will? Couldn't you? And did you know the book of Ezekiel says this? It says, if a righteous man that does righteousness departs from his righteousness, all of his righteousness won't be remembered. So there's people, actually we see that today. Having the Bible talks about a great falling away. 
or a great departure. Well, how I many we're seeing that today? We're seeing people depart from the, the faith because they're departing from the Bible, which is the it's the will of God. See, if you're going to keep your life on track, you have to be a doer of the will of God. That's the only way. And so he talked about that, you know, and he, he went on to say, now notice this verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I mean, it's not just enough to hear them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, he shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Well, listen, all Jesus is talking about is doing the will of God. If you do the will of God, your life's going to stand. If you don't do the will of God, your life's going to crash. Amen. And that's all this, that's what Jesus is talking about here. I don't know about you, but I, I, don't, want, I don't want my life crashing. Have you ever seen a, a house where the foundation fell? I mean, the foundation went bad? You know, sometimes we go look at houses. You know, you look at the house, you look at the walls, you look, you know, the, what color they are and, and all that. And, you know, the carpet, the tile, you know, how nice it looks inside. But, how, you know, there's something really more important than that. It's called the foundation. Because all that prettiness will turn ugly if you don't have a good foundation. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Life's like that, that, you know, everything can look good. Everything can look fine. But if you're not doing the will of God, the storm is going to show it up. Eventually, there's going to be a storm hit. It's going to take your house out. Now, how many know Jesus came? How many know he came to do the will of God, didn't he? He said, I came to do your will. Satan came to do his own will. And Isaiah, he said, I will, I will, I will. And God said, you'll go to hell. Well, that was the end of that, wasn't it? But, but we, 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 read, we read about that. And, and we find, he, you know, how many know Jesus' life turned out pretty good, didn't it? Didn't it? The devil's just turned out pretty bad. And the end thereof is really going to be bad. Don't you want to be there when they throw him in the, the lake of fire? Maybe kick him a place or two? Well, maybe he's never done to you what he's done to me. But, you know, I'm kind of like, anybody ever seen that, that Barney Fife thing where he got, I forget you people don't even know what I'm talking about. You know, the Barney, the Barney Fife, you know, Andy Griffith. Barney, Barney was in the choir and got kicked out of the choir because he couldn't sing. Remember that? And John Masters, you know, the director said, well, who's going to know the difference in 100 years from now? And Andy said, Barney's not the type to forget. Well, I haven't forgotten some of the things the devil's done to me. I'm supposed to forget what people do to me. Or at least release it. You can't, maybe you can't forget it, but you can release it, right? right? And let go of it. But I'm not letting go of what he did to me. I'm going to remember. I'm never serving him again. Amen. Amen. Now, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about keeping our life together by doing the will of God. The will of God is imperative to our life. And, the will, and like I said, we have a book. Amen. 
there's Christians that are confused about what God's will is because they don't read their book. They don't read their Bible. I mean, if you read your Bible, you're not going to be confused about the will of God. It's right here. Amen. You know, I, I got this thing one time and it said that, you know, it gave you like a choice. I, I made that crack about genders, but, you know, uh, the, the thing is, it's, it's true. I, I, I got this thing one time and there was like 26 of them to choose from. You know, one of these, what gender are you? And all I can think of is if you're that stupid, I don't want to do business with you. But how I many know the Bible tells us in the beginning God made them? Male and female and 24 others. Not just says male and female. So how I many know we know the will of God? We don't even have to have science, but we got, we got the Bible. Thank God science proves that too. But, you know, uh, some way or another we lost common sense in America. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm excuse, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Go there. Because we're just talking about, and I'm not, you know, we're going to have communion here in just a little bit, but I, wanna, I, I, want, I want you to understand some things, and we're going to talk about this, that the will of God is the best place for your life. Right. Amen. I'm right here, right now, on this stage, because it's the will of God. If I had my will, I wouldn't even live here. I have nothing against you, but I was fine where I was living at. Where would you live at? I don't know. I might still be in Pike County. Nothing wrong with Pike County. What are you la- Why are people looking at me so like un- with such unbelief? I had a good time living there. Man, I mean, you ride your motorcycle, your dirt bikes on the back in the strip pits, the spoil banks. Man, I'll just have fun all day long. You know, here, I don't know. You know, you can just ride your motorbike down Lloyd Expressway. <laughs> what fun is that? It's not even fun to drive down it let alone ride your dirt bike down it. You know, there's asphalt everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And so, take that. Praise God. But I'm here because God said to come. And my best life is here. You understand that? My best life's not back in those spoil banks. I used to do that as a kid all day long. Summer hit, you know what I'm saying? You get your motorcycle, you go back in the spoil banks and ride. No strip pits, you know, that they, they'd mined years ago. In those days, they didn't have to reclaim them. So you got all those banks and spoil banks and all that back in there. It's just, I don't know who owns it, you know. You know, when you're a kid, you don't know that anybody owns anything. You just take advantage of it. You're, you know, you're just like a seagull. You use the hot tub at the... $700 a night, you know, hotel. Who cares? It's there. And so we just used it. We'd camp out there. It was just, it was just a lot of fun as, as, a, as a boy. We'd just do it all day long. And uh, yeah, I'm sure mom loved it, um, that we were gone all day long. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of fun. But the truth of the matter is there, there's only true happiness in the will of God. See, the psalmist said, happy, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of judgment, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. 
And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So what's he saying? Blessed is the man that's not walking after his own will, but he's not walking after the will of God. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I've told you the story. We lived When we lived where we lived at before we moved here, we had just found this house about two years before God, actually about a year before he spoke to me to, to move on. But we lived there two years. Phyllis loved it. She would come home with the nights and say, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. She wasn't talking about me or the lovely dinner I was fixing her. She wasn't doing, she was talking about the house. And then the Lord said, I, I, I want you to go and start a church. And, and I thought, They'd get behind me, you know. And then when I realized it was for real, I said, you're going to have to tell Miss Wonderful this uh, because this is your idea. And so anyway, you know, but the best place to be is in the will of God. I said, the best place to be in the will is uh, we've prospered since we obeyed God. We haven't gone down. We've gone up. Amen. I could still be in the strip pits of Pike County riding my dirt bike at 60-some years old. Oh, don't think I wouldn't still be doing it. Amen. There's more to me than just a brain. Well, there was a lot. Did you notice the unbelief that went through the room on that one? About the brain part? But anyway, it, you know. I, but see, that's not going to bring happiness. That's not going to bring joy. You might think it would. Your flesh might like it, but the inner man, that's the one that counts. Amen. So let's go here to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Go with me. And I want to read to you a few verses here. At verse 20, 24, the Bible says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain. Hey, the great thing about the race we're in spiritually, we're the only ones in it. We're not running against one another. We're running our own race. And so we can win. Amen. God's not calling you to do what he's calling me to do. He's not calling me to do what he's calling you to do. But so you can win your race. Every man, verse 25, that strives or competes for the mastery or the prize, he's temperate, temperate in all things. What does that mean? It means he restricts himself. How many know... People, people that, people that are really uh, make their living in athletics, boxers and, you know, I don't know, other people, you know, all those people. You know, even like the NASCAR drivers now stay fit. I remember years ago, they, they just ate whatever they wanted to eat. They didn't exercise. All they did is drove a car. And so, but now those young guys, they stay fit. You know, they're slim. You see some of the guys that we used to watch, like Tony Stewart, you know, he had a belly on him. I mean, these guys now, they go out and have salad. Stewart went out and had a double Big Mac. So, you know, they stay. Now, why do they do How, how many know you can't eat like I eat and be a professional athlete? You know, I go in there and I see the salad and the burger. I'll take the burger. You, how many of you got to restrict yourself, right? Well, spiritually, how many of you got to restrict yourself? You can't just do everything. 
and, have, and, and, and win. Amen. Now, now notice this verse 25. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. How I many know what we're going for is much better than that little trophy thing? I, therefore, so run, <clears throat> not as uncertainly or without aim, so fight I not as one that beats the air. In other words, he's saying, I know what I need to do. And then he tells us what I need to do. I, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway or disqualified. So Paul said, I know what I have to do if I'm going to win. I've got to keep my flesh in line. Amen. How many know we have to train ourselves to do the will of God and not what our flesh wants to do? You know, your flesh, it doesn't always want to pray. It doesn't always want to read the Bible. It doesn't always want to go to church. It doesn't always want to worship the Lord. It doesn't always want to give. It doesn't want to always forgive. Are you out there this morning or am I the only one to have these issues? I'm just preaching to myself. No, no. See, see, there's, you know, and the Bible tells us, you know, see, we have to watch. We don't allow our flesh or our emotions uh, tell us what to do. Hebrews tells us that the word of God is quick, powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, divides between the soul and the spirit. See, there's things that your soul wants that your spirit doesn't want. There's things that your flesh wants your spirit doesn't want. I mean, if you've been born again, your spirit's made in the image of God. His righteousness. That's what the Bible says. Created after the, after the likeness of God, the Bible says. Uh, your, your inner man. That's your inner man. So there's somebody on the inside of you who wants to do the will of God. But there's somebody on the outside of you who may not want to do the will of God. Now I like to say this. This is powerful. You need to listen to this. Emotional decisions won't stand the test of time and they won't weather the storms of life. Now, when you make an emotional decision, it's not going to stand up. Time it won't stand the test of time. It won't weather the storms of life. I've, has anybody, <clears throat> you know, you've got to watch your emotions. Your emotions will tell you to do things that's not good for you. Has anybody ever, like, got up one day and you, and you ran three miles, and then you came home and you mowed the yard, then you washed, you, you washed the, the vehicles, then you bathed the dog, and then you picked all the weeds out of the landscaping? Has anybody ever had a day like that? No. Some of you are looking like I've never had a week like that. <laughs> and then, now you know, you know after all that, how many know you need something? Yes. What do you need? A shower. A shower. <laughs> have, you ever had those, have you ever had those days, you're like, oh, I'm going to skip the shower. I just don't feel like showering. I mean, look, hey, I ran three miles. I washed the vehicles, the dog, mowed the yard, did the landscaping. I don't feel like showering. But then the will of your wife comes into play. <laughs> My wife has told me this more than once. I just changed the sheets today. That meant hit the shower, son. All right. I mean, has anybody, has anybody ever had a day where you didn't feel like getting up and going to work? Like Friday, right? <laughs> All kinds of that. How many know you can't pay? The reason you, you can't pay attention to that is because you'll go broke. Right? So what is it? Well, here's the thing. 
See, you got to learn that life's that way. The, the flesh never does. It very seldom wants to do the will of God. The emotions sometimes don't want to do the will of God. But you have to, you have to make yourself do the will of God because that's what's best for your life. Yeah. Amen. See, I've never seen, I don't know how you are, but I've never seen a puppy I didn't want to bring home. I want to bring them all home. Thank God I've got a wife who won't let me bring any of them home. So I have this dream. I've got a dream about this. Yeah, it's not going to help booing her. She's just not going to change. I'm lucky I get into the house. She said, because I've already shed my hair, I can live there. I'm not making it up. She said that. Y'all pray for me. Now you know what I have to live with, and you know why I'm so spiritual like I am. Now, I have this dream one day to own some property, a little bit of acreage. I don't have to have a whole lot, but I'm going to have this outbuilding. It's going to be mine, the dogs, and the cats. And it's going to be air-conditioned and heated. And there's going to be a door they can come and go as they want to go. And it's going to be in James and Mona's backyard, <laughs> the way it sounded. But then I can have as many dogs as I want to have, as many cats as I want to have. And they've got a place where it's heated and cooled and everything's cool. She's happy. She's in her domain and they're in mine. All right. <laughs> But how many, how many ever know what I'm talking about? You, you can go through the new car lot. If you're not in trouble, you'll get, if you're not careful, you'll get in trouble. You'll buy something you can't afford. Amen. Nothing wrong with going buying a new car. I, I, I like to do that. But you better make sure you can do that. Make sure it's the will of God and not just your emotions. Man, I'll tell you what. Your emotions will get you in trouble. Amen. Now, now, now listen, didn't Jesus have to deal with his will, right? Didn't he? Didn't, remember he said in Gethsemane, he said, Lord, he said, if there's another way, if there be another way, right? If this cup can pass from me. But aren't you glad he, he didn't stop there? He said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Now, now, now listen, you have to realize this. If Jesus said that, then his will, you know, your, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, his soul didn't want to do that, did it? I said, did it? Because he said, not my will. Your will be done. How I many of you have to say those things in life? Not what I want, but what you want. I don't care what I want. If the book says I shouldn't have it, I don't want it. Or if the, book's, if, I, I, if the book says I should do it, I don't care if I don't want to do it, I should do it. I haven't felt like forgiving everybody, have you? But I do because the Bible says. You don't know how many times I've forgiven Pastor Jerry. And I just heard he was talking about me again. And he never says nice things about me. Well, maybe not never. But anyway, I forgive him already. Praise God. Here's the thing. Did you know the Bible says that, that the fear, the wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord? 
What's the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is to respect and to, to honor God and do what He says to do. Having, the Bible says wisdom is the, it's what? It's the principal thing, isn't it? The, what does that mean, the principal? It, it's, the, it's the foremost thing. Now, here's what you've got to learn about wisdom. What, you, people, what, give me a definition of wisdom. Get, Pastor, give me a deep definition of wisdom. Look, let, me give you a, a, let me give you a shallow definition of wisdom that's deep. Wisdom is doing today what you'll be happy with tomorrow. Here's what I've learned about the flesh. The flesh does what it's happy with at the moment. What feels good now. What I want to do now. But wisdom sees further down the road. And it, 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 it thinks about it and thinks about the consequences of that. A minister. He was a friend of mine. Got himself in trouble. Morally. Just a one time thing. That's it. But it brought him down. It, uh, it cost him his ministry, his position, his, uh, at least temporarily, his respect from people. And he told me one time, he said, you know, he said, I had to go get a job. He said, one time I'm working on the job and sweat's going down my face, you know, and things are falling in my face. I'm underneath the truck working on it, you know. And he said, I said to myself, how did I get here? And then he, said to, then he told me, he said, I thought to myself, I know how I got here. I disobeyed God. How did Jonah get in the belly of the whale? God just thought this would be a cool thing. Watch this. This is funny. Watch this, Gabriel. You ever seen a whale eat somebody? Watch this. I'm throwing, throw Jonah over. And watch. No, I mean, no. Jonah got there by his own choice, right? Amen. Now, most of us have seen the inside of a whale's belly. But there's a way to get out. I said there's a way to get out. Jonah decided this is not the best, but my best life now. <laughs> and he changed and he repented and he gave glory to God and said, I'm going to keep my vows. And the well barfed him up. You talk about great advertisement. I mean, he barfed him up in Nineveh. And he gets barfed up on the shore and he goes, repent. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm repenting, man. Some guy gets barfed out of the well and says, God sent me. All right. Amen. You, you know, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't, I, I'm, I don't like being well bait and well barf. Do you? So, so listen, wisdom does. Now listen now, this is real important. Wisdom is, it does, it, wisdom is doing today what you're going to be happy with tomorrow. You've got to think a little bit ahead of time. Now, let's close by going to Romans chapter 12. Familiar scripture. Did you get anything today? Amen. See, I'm just talking to you about how to keep your life on track. Uh, well, how many know to do that? Listen, you need to read this book, right? And you need to listen to people that read this book. It is amazing to me. I've gotten in theological discussions with people about what, whether this is right or this is wrong. And I learned, I've learned not to do that. I used to, used to, used to be a debater. I've quit that. Um, but I, because I've, I've just learned, you know, that not much comes out of that. But I've gotten in theological discussions. You know, I remember just, you know, here a while back, I got in with a guy in our neighborhood, you know, about something. 
And he, and I said, well, the Bible says that's wrong. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, no, I don't know about it. I'm thinking, well, how many times do you read the Bible? Well, I never read the Bible. Well, how in the world would you know? See, it's amazing how stupid people can be when you, when you talk about religion. If you don't know a thing about a truck, and you take your, you don't know anything about it. You don't know nothing about it. All you know, all you know to do is turn the key. That's all, put, put it in gear and drive it. That's all you know about the truck. And you, something goes wrong with it, and you take it to the, the guy who's been a mechanic for 40-some years, and he said, you do Hawaii is bad. You should just believe him and say, put a new Duhuwaki in it. I don't know what it is, but fix it. You know, I came out of the store one time. I had a new truck. It was a GMC. I don't really want to say that with Mark here. Not this one, but it was another one. And the thing wouldn't start. It's a new truck. It won't start. I have to call them. They have to come tow the thing away. I think I was driving a Ford or something. But it was a GMC. It's like, this is really rare. This hardly ever happens. And so they... And it's like a little sensor in the truck, just a little sensor that had gone out and it wouldn't start. You know. So they fix it. You know. But when you, when you talk about church, you talk about religion, it's amazing. I've been studying, I'm not, I'm not bragging, I'm just, just make, I'm making a point, you understand? I've been studying the Bible for 40 some years every day. I teach it for a living. And the guy who's never read it knows more than I do. Now, you wouldn't do your doctor that way. You wouldn't do your mechanic that way. You wouldn't do your dentist that way. But people will do preachers that way. It's like, what do you do? Do you ever read the Bible? No, but I just don't think that's the way God... You can't know God apart from His Word. I just don't think God will be that. Well, how do you know how God will be if you've never read His Word? You know, people go, I, I think your wife will eat this. Now, you don't know her. Well, I just think she likes her steaks rare. Well, you, you don't know her. She likes them well done. I know her because I've spent time with her. Amen. See, we've got to, get a, we've got, we've got to grow up, right? Amen. Now, Romans 12, 2, you find that? All right, notice what it says. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How many want some transformation going on? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Help me know the Word of God. You feeding on the Word of God will renew your mind and transform your life. Because what it's going to do is it's going to give you the will of God for your life. And I got... <clears throat> How many when you got saved, you were, you were just, uh, spiritually speaking, you were, you were just dumb as a box of rocks? Sure, we all were, right? We didn't know any. We didn't know anything. I, I, you know, I thought I knew some things, but then when I gave my life to Jesus and really got into the Word of God, I'm like, man, I didn't, I didn't realize God provided this and did this. I just thought salvation meant, you know, we're not going to hell. That's good, right? But I didn't know God. I didn't know. I, I didn't know it was a covenant with God. I didn't know He had provided. You know, different things. Like, I know God would heal you. Well, He will. I didn't know that He would provide your needs and help take care of you. Amen. I mean, that doesn't mean you can just sit around and do nothing, but He'll help you, right? Uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that He'd give you joy and gladness. 
I didn't know all these things. But when I read it in the Bible and found out it was in the Bible, it's like, where have I been? Why hasn't anybody told me about this? How many know you need to be, you need to find out, right? You need to know, right? Amen. And so, you know, when you're unsaved, you don't know those things. When you get saved, you need to go to a church that will tell you the truth. Because it can be life or death what church you go to. You need the church that preaches the will of God, preaches the word of God, preaches the covenant of God. It's like it's, <coughs> one, one brother said he went to one of Brother Hagin's meeting and a woman came stomping out the door, stomping, said, I've been healed for 2,000 years and just found out about it tonight. She was mad. She didn't realize the Lord had provided that for her. <laughs> How many know the world needs to know about salvation, right? The children of God need to know about covenant benefits. You know, a, a pastor I know, this couple of pastors, they, they've retired now, uh, turned to church over their son. But she said, you know, she said, I, I told my mom, you know, my mom wasn't a believer. And so I told my mom that, uh, you know, if you didn't accept Jesus Christ, she said, it'd been, you know, I'd been saved for a little while. And then I told my mom, said, you know, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you don't accept me as your Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. Her mom said, looked at her, which her mom had no belief whatsoever. Her mom looked at her and said, are you trying to tell me that if I don't receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to hell? She said, well, Mom, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to tell you. Wait a minute. You're not telling me that if I don't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to hell? Well, Mom, that is what the Bible says. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're really trying to tell me that if I don't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to hell? She said, this, is not, she thought, this isn't going well. Mom's like rejecting this. And she says, well, Mom, that's just what the Bible says. Then her mom said, why haven't you told me before? And gave her life to Jesus Christ. Well, I was kind of like that after I got saved. I started finding out what the Bible, the promises in the Bible, and I'm thinking, why hasn't anybody said anything about this before? I didn't know this. But how many know it's all, it's our responsibility to find out, amen? How many want your life on track? Well, the way you keep it on track... Do the will of God, whether your flesh wants to do it or not. Whether your emotions are into it or not. It's pretty easy to make emotional decisions, but they'll get you in trouble. Amen. You don't just marry somebody because they got a hairy chest, a gold chain, and a little bit of money. How many know you marry them because it's the will of God, right? Amen. One of our granddaughters wants a doctor. I want you want to marry a doctor. I'm thinking, well, we'll see. <laughs> Don't just look for a doctor. You better look for the will of God, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Well, praise God. Thank God for his word. Amen. I know it's been a little different today. I jabbed at you, punched at you, beat on you, kicked you. But how many know you got to be in the will of God for your life? Whatever the word of God says, that's what we're going to do. Whatever it tells us, that's what we're going to do. Whether we want to do it or not, we're going to do it. Amen. And, we, you know, the thing about it, that's when you're truly going to be happy. Amen. Your flesh promises you happiness. It's a liar. It'll just destroy your life. Your emotions promise you happiness. If this will make me feel good, it's a lie. Amen. You've just got to follow. The true happiness follow, is in the will of God. That's what Jesus said. Amen. 
Praise God. Thank God, everybody, for the Word. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.